Good morning and welcome to another Walking with Jesus through the Word, one chapter per day. I'm Pastor Jason Van Bemmel from Forest Hill Presbyterian Church. It is good to be with you this morning as we are in day 51 of our three-year journey through the Bible, one chapter at a time. We're in Genesis 33, continuing the story of Jacob. What a great story for us to encourage us of God's relentless grace. It's a name of a book that I have that studies the life of Isaac and Jacob. Uh, it's a great, uh, great little study. Let's pray. Father, we thank you so much for your relentless grace in the life of Jacob and his sons and his family and among your people from generation to generation. It is your grace that is our hope and the anchor for our souls. We pray that you would extend your grace to us today and speak to us through your word. Show us Christ and draw our hearts to him, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Genesis chapter 33 is where we are. And Jacob lifted up his eyes and looked, and behold, Esau was coming, and four hundred men with him. So he divided the children among Leah and Rachel and his two female servants, and he put the servants with their children in front, then Leah with her children, then Rachel and Joseph last of all. He himself went on before them, bowing himself to the ground seven times until he came near to his brother. But Esau ran to meet him and embraced him and fell on his neck and kissed him and they wept. And Esau lifted up his eyes and saw the women and children. He said, who are these with you? Jacob said, The children whom God has graciously given your servant. Then the servants drew near, they and their children, and bowed down. Leah likewise and her children drew near and bowed down. And last, Joseph and Rachel drew near, and they bowed down. Esau said, What do you mean by all this company that I met? Jacob answered, To find favor in the sight of my Lord. But Esau said, I have enough, my brother. Keep what you have for yourself. Jacob said, No, please. If I have found favor in your sight, then accept my present from my hand, for I have seen your face, which is like seeing the face of God, and you have accepted me. Please accept my blessing that is brought to you, because God has dealt graciously with me, and because I have enough. Thus he urged him, and he took it. Then Esau said, Let us journey on our way, and I will go ahead of you. But Jacob said to him, My Lord knows that the children are frail, and that the nursing flocks and herds are a care to me. If they are driven hard for one day, all the flocks will die. Let my Lord pass on ahead of his servant, and I will lead on slowly at the pace of the livestock that are ahead of me, and at the pace of the children, until I come to my Lord in Seir. So Esau said, Let me leave with you some of the people who are with me. But he said, What need is there? Let me find favor in the sight of my Lord. So Esau returned that day on his way to Seir. But Jacob journeyed to Succoth, and built himself a house, and made booths for his livestock. Therefore he called the name of the place Sorry, therefore the name of the place is called Succoth. And Jacob came safely to the city of Shechem, which is in the land of Canaan, on his way from Paddan Aram, and he camped before the city. 
And from the sons of Hamor, Shechem's father, he bought for a hundred pieces of money the piece of land on which he had pitched his tent. There he erected an altar and called it El Elohe Israel. That's Genesis 33 in the English Standard Version. So we have this finally after years, uh, some 21 years apart, Jacob has reunited with Esau. It's been at least 21 years because we know that's how long he served um, for you know, seven, seven years for uh, Leah, seven years for Rachel, and seven years for the flocks and herds and his children. He's now come back. He has male servants, female servants. He's sent all these animals ahead. And remember, he has wrestled with God and God has touched him, put his hip out of socket. God touched him so that his fear of Esau would be replaced by fear of the Lord. You see, by touching his hip and knocking it out of socket, he made it very clear to Jacob that the wrestling match could have been over in two seconds flat. If God had just decided that he wanted it over, it would have been over. But he was strengthening Jacob. He was encouraging him to persevere and he was wanting to bless Jacob, but he was wanting Jacob to learn courage and perseverance and the fear of the Lord. These are things that he would need to face Esau. Now, we don't need to pretend as if Jacob was somehow instantly cured of all fear of man, but he now does have the courage to face his brother. We should also note in this meeting it's very clear that Jacob and Esau are not being entirely honest with each other, are they? Why would Esau bring 400 men with him if he was really overjoyed to see his brother Jacob? Why does he want Jacob to come to see her? Why does he want to leave men with Jacob to keep an eye on Jacob? See, there's, there's a lot of deception on both sides going on. On Jacob's side, he has no intention of going to Seir. Seir is to the southeast of the land of Canaan. It's where Edom ends up being, of course, because Edom are the people who descend from Esau. So let me show you a little map. So they meet, you see the, the arrow, the two, and the arrow coming down from, and this is the hill country of Gilead where uh, he, he parted ways with Laban, and they set up that stone of remembrance, and then Mahanaim, where he sees uh, the angel of the Lord, and Peniel, where he wrestles with God, and then he meets Esau. And Esau goes back south to Seir, but Jacob goes west into the promised land. Jacob needs to go back to the promised land. Remember, one of the themes of scripture is God's people in God's place under God's rule. So Jacob has been put under God's rule by the wrestling match, and now he's going to go back to God's place as God's people. He goes to Succoth, where he pitches tents for his livestock, and then he goes to Shechem. And it's just north of, of Bethel, where he had had that vision of the ladder that descended from heaven and joined heaven and earth, which was, of course, a vision of the Lord Jesus Christ. And notice what happens when he gets to Shechem. He buys land. God's people in God's land under God's rule. He buys land for a hundred pieces of money. He pitches a tent there and he erects an altar and he calls the altar, very, very important, El Elohe Israel. 
the mighty one is the God of Israel. The mighty one is the God of Israel. That's what El Elohe Israel means. He's accepting the name that God has given him. And he's acknowledging that the one who he wrestled with is so mighty to put his hip out of joint with one touch. He's the mighty one and he is the God of Israel. This is the first time that Jacob personally identifies himself with God and God with himself. So I believe his conversion happened that night when he wrestled with God until the breaking of the day. And now his public testimony is this altar, which would stand not only as a place to worship, but as a place of public testimony that God is now his God. The mighty one is now the God of Israel. God's relentless grace has captured the heart of this conniver and has made him his very own. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your faithfulness and your graciousness to your own. We thank you that you are the mighty one. There is nothing impossible for you. You are almighty God. And you are our God. We are your people, the children of Israel, through the Lord Jesus Christ, who is the true Israel and who is our older brother and the one in whom we are grafted as branches to a vine. And so we are part of Israel. And you are our God. And we thank you that you have made us heirs of these great promises. Help us to walk in faith with the courage and the perseverance. Help us to fear you and not to fear man. Help us to strive to be your people, living in this, your world, under your rule and for your glory. May we have a faith in our hearts that becomes a testimony in the public eye. We pray this, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, that was day 51. Tomorrow's day 52. We're going to continue in Genesis and continue right on to Genesis 34. You see it here on the screen. Uh, a very interesting story awaits us tomorrow. Have a blessed day in the Lord. Mm -hmm.